Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. So today we're going to talk about uh, cesareans or C-sections and adoption. A lot of women uh, wind up having a C-section. We're going to talk about that and what it looks like in terms of the adoption world and the similarities and differences, just so that we can be more versed on what is happening to the baby, the mama, when when they're in the hospital. Okay. According to the AmericanPregnancy.org, A cesarean birth happens uh, through an incision in the abdominal wall and uterus. The normal cesarean procedure averages 45 minutes to an hour. That seems like a really long time, but not to a woman who has been in labor for almost 24 hours. Right. (laughs) So that's you, I'm assuming. Yes. (laughs) And so the 45 minutes to an hour is like, lucky girl. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Uh, The baby is usually delivered in the first 5 to 15 minutes with the remaining time used for closing the incision. According to the CDC, uh, approximately 31.7% of all births for 2019 were by cesarean section. That's a lot of deliveries. That's almost... It's almost a third. And that's what surprised me most most as I was going through the information. I was like, almost a third of women or of pregnancies are uh, delivered through cesarean. That surprised me. You know, it doesn't surprise me because I, you know, work with so many pregnant women and Mm -hmm. that sounds about right. I mean, if I was to go back and start counting on my fingers, you know, which are having, you know, natural or C-sections, then that would make sense. So yeah, that sounds right on. I will say that there's a lot of benefits for the adoptive family. And we're going to talk about that when when a birth mother has a a C-section because of the timing, you know, let's actually, let's just jump into that right now. So when you have a mom who knows that she's going to have a C-section, she may have had a C-section in a prior delivery, or maybe, you know, during her pregnancy, the doctor has decided, and we'll talk about some of the reasons why, that she needs to be a candidate to have a a C-section. So it gives the adoptive family time to schedule their flight. They know when the baby is going to be born. The, The timing is there. They can, uh, you know, strategize and plan rather than waiting for the phone call, you know, go time and, and, and try to catch the next flight out. And yeah. <laughs> and, and, and have that, that one scene uh, in um, 
with Macaulay Culkin, uh, Home Alone, you know, right. when everyone's rushing to the airport and <laughs> yeah. So rather than having that, if a birth mother is having a, a C-section, it allows everybody, everything is really neat and tidy and planned and get the craziness of mm-hmm. my water broke and I'm headed to the hospital. And so, chaos ensues, right. Uh, with a C-section, they normally allow one person to be in the delivery room. And sometimes it is the birth father. Sometimes it is the adoptive mom. I've never had it be the adoptive father. Just saying. I've never had that. We've had it be the adoptive caseworker. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it is the birth mother's family member, like her mom or maybe a close friend. So it really just depends on who she wants to be her support person. If it's the adoptive mom, it's usually because they have formed a really close bond. And then it's sometimes between the birth father and the adoptive mom. Normally the birth father will prevail if they're very close and in a relationship, but if not, then the adoptive mom sometimes Mm -hmm. gets to go in. And like I said, I've had all my caseworkers be in for deliveries and a C-section. So it's not for everybody to, to be in there. Um, I have not had a C-section, so I can't speak from experience, but Mm -hmm. from speaking with people, you know, you're in a surgery. I mean, it's, it's, it's a serious surgery. Right. And, it's one that I think people, because they're so common, people are like, yeah, it's just a C-section. I mean, it's it's a serious surgery. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, you know, the babies, one of the other advantages of a C-section is the babies don't come out cone-headed. You know, they're not stuck in the birth canal. They come out with the beautifully shaped heads. <laughs> they don't, you know, they haven't had to go through the birth canal. So their faces aren't all swollen and bruised and, you mm-hmm. know, looking like they just, you know, fought a war. <laughs> <came out. laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's not something that you just automatically choose. I mean, obviously the best is to have, you know, a natural delivery and not have to go through surgery with a C-section. You know, some women are very afraid to have one because it is a surgery and it is, you know, a significant thing to happen. In the end, the scars are very, very small. You can still wear a bikini afterwards. I mean, they used to, you know, gut you like a fish and, (laughs) you know, there goes the bikini look. Right. Um, but but now they do it in such a way that, that you can't see anything. And so when you're wearing a bikini. So that's, right. that's a plus. So, Ron, do you want to go over the 10 main reasons for having a cesarean section? According to AmericanPregnancy.org, 10 main reasons for having a cesarean section include placenta previa, breech position, cord prolapse, fetal distress, cephapelvic disproportion, diabetes, preeclampsia, birth defects, multiple births, and active genital herpes. Right. So when I was going through this, I was talking with Adam, and he is like, what is the really long one? <laughs> okay, cephalo... Cepha- oh, I'm sorry. Cephalopelvic disproportion. Right. It means that the baby's head and shoulders are, are large, and they would worry that the baby would get stuck. Couldn't they just say that? Large head and shoulders? Yes. Sure, sure I, be a lot easier to pronounce. I'm saying, I'm just saying. Yes. No, I, yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> uh, I think all of my children had this and they weren't diagnosed with it. <laughs> <laughs> At least it felt that way. <laughs> all my babies did have big heads. They all had really big heads. Like, oh, really they big. still do. I've seen your kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, your children are beautiful on both sides of that family. Thank you. Yes. No, it's, that's funny. Anyway, so yes. Um, and 
again, I have seen, uh, you know, with our with our birth mothers, a lot of them, you know, these are all situations in, in pregnancy that you would deal with in an adoption situation. And, you know, nothing outside of this is really, you know, a surprise, except for doing this for 16 years and helping hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women with an adoption plan. You know, all of these I have seen multiple times and our birth mothers have fared very well through their C-section. And, you know, after you've had a, a C-section one time, sometimes uh, the doctor will approve you to have what they call a VBAC. And that means that you can have a natural delivery after a cesarean section on mm. the second one. Not everybody is a candidate for that, but, right. but some people are. And some of the birth mothers I've worked with have said, you know what? No, thank you. I, I don't you know, want to chance anything. And I want to just go straight to the C-section. I liked it. I'm familiar with it. I'm comfortable. I don't want to try something new. And mm. I don't blame them. I mean, I, with my second child, I was very close to having a C-section because she was my almost 24 hour one. And I didn't want it at that point because she was my second child. You know, I'd already been in labor and delivery for almost 24 hours. And at that point I felt it would be insulting to not finish. <laughs> right. In for a penny, in for a pound. I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all the right. way. Right. I'm getting credit for this. And, um, <laughs> and I, luckily I didn't have to have one. Obviously I wouldn't have said no, but it was one of those that you're thinking, you know, I've worked this hard and now I, I could have just gone in and done this to begin with. Like, right. Like, now with the was, multiple births, obviously that means twins, triplets, quadruplets. We've had, we've had twins delivered back, uh, natural. I was going to ask that. Is that kind of the standard, though, to have a cesarean if it's a multiple birth? No? Okay. It's just, that's just one of the reasons that somebody does. Correct. Um, as long as it's two, you know, obviously if it was three, then then yes. Uh, but with two, no. Uh, one of the birth mothers, actually, that I was case managing earlier this year had a set of twins. Hmm. And she had them natural. So, and she actually had them in such a way that, I think if they had known the babies were positioned like this, they may have actually opted for a C-section for her, but she did great. Um, but one of hers is what they call sunny side up. So it was turned where he was facing up rather than down when okay. the baby came out. And so, yeah, but she delivered twins. No problem. Good for her and good for the twins. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I can't, you know, having never had a set of twins. Yeah. That sounds like you should get the t-shirt when you're done. <laughs> um, well, I think by that point, you know, everybody sees that you have twins. So that's your t-shirt. It's like, okay, she did it. Yes. Yes. Um, and you know, she, she was just a champ. So it was, yeah. Sometimes labor delivery can be super fast and, and it was. So, well, my grandparents used to say about my mother that by the time she had me, she could have a baby in the morning and still make it to church. So I guess she was old hat at it, just a pro. She could slide him out like a luge. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, yeah, I have to say that I, you know, it, it is in my, in my mind, absolutely a miracle that you know, women, you know, have a baby. And I know with my second um, child and I had epidurals, um, obviously it wasn't working because I felt everything, but I was able to, um, with a, some assistance, 
after I had the baby, after a little bit, I got up and I walked to the bathroom. Like it wasn't, you know, I mean, it was like, okay, right. We're good. (laughs) And and to me, that's like incredible. Like you just had a baby and now I can walk. Yeah. (laughs) The whole process is, is miraculous to me. And I, I commend anybody that has done it and will do it. It's, unbelievable whether it's through cesarean or through you know natural childbirth it's awesome to me and i also think that you know one thing with cesarean is is that you don't feel anything i mean they use you know a nerve blocker in your spine and you you don't feel anything and Mm -hmm. you know that goes on the opposite with when you're having a natural delivery sometimes birth mothers will opt for an epidural and and sometimes they won't and i think it's really neat how adoptive families support and empower birth mothers when they are making choices regarding medical decisions regarding their pregnancy. And, you know, whether they choose an epidural or they don't choose an epidural, just being there to support them with whatever choice they do choose. It's just really, it's one, again, of those bonding moments in, in those moments are what are going to carry on in your memory and that you'll be sharing, you know, if you're the adoptive family with your child for the rest of your life, their life. And it's just, it's one of those things that I think is just amazing and it's beautiful. And it's one of those situations that, you know, in the adoption world, we get to smile over and celebrate. And yeah, I really enjoy that. So again, if you're a birth mother and you're going to be having a cesarean delivery, or if you're an adoptive family and your birth mother is going to be having a cesarean delivery, know that the positives are that you can plan around it and it will, everything can be neat and tidy and you've got everything ready to go. Also, when you're in the hospital, you normally stay for 72 hours, the birth mother does. And so it gives the birth mother and the adoptive family time to spend the hospital together to continue bonding and it gives the birth mother time to watch the adoptive family as they interact with the baby. And it gives her that, that peace of mind, you know, cause sometimes they're really rushing moms out if they're having a natural delivery, like they, you know, 24 to 48 hours and they're out the door. And sometimes people need a little bit more time than that. I think it's so funny to me when people try to make sure they can maximize their stay, like the episode in the office when they didn't want to go in too early because they wanted to make sure they got the full 48 hours. So that's funny. <laughs> uh, another thing with a C-section is you don't have to worry about going past your due date. I have never met a pregnant woman ever that has said, um, I want to go past my due date. You know, I wanted to, to deliver late. They all think they're going to deliver early. Just Everyone. two more extra weeks. I need that extra time. I... <laughs> so you've and never seen that once. That surprises me. And you've met never, some pregnant women. No, I've never seen it. I've never seen a woman <laughs> that would be happy to go past her due date. Everybody always thinks they're going to, you know, deliver early. Mm-hmm. And when... You know, you go to the doctor with a birth mother and the doctor says, oh, you know what? I think we miscalculated your due date. I think you're probably not as far along as we thought. It feels like you just got grounded and put in timeout and then you have to do an extra two weeks, you know? <laughs> so there, there is nothing. I mean, it really does. There's mm-hmm. nothing to like ruin, you know, someone's mood. If you tell them, oh, sorry, you know, you're only 22 weeks, not 24. So you've got an extra two weeks. It does. It feels like shoots and ladders and he's got put back at the start. Right. So I've never seen anybody happy about that. They're happy in the reverse. Right. They find out they're further along because that means 
they don't that's have to go That's two or two less weeks that you have ahead of you, right? But one thing that is is really funny to note is I have I would say 75 to 80% of every pregnant woman I've talked to thinks that she's going to go early. That she is so big there is no possible way that she will make it this long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's funny and you know they say that doctors practice medicine, which I think is a really good term because, you know, with my second child, you know, they told me, you know, she was going to be so big. That's why they induced me actually back then they induced me at 37 and a half weeks and they don't do that anymore, but they did. And, you know, she was just going to be too large, just so, so big. And she was six pounds, nine ounces. Which is tiny. Right. Well, maybe not tiny, but it's small. You know what I mean? Like she was not a big baby. Right. and that was with ultrasounds and everything else. And it's just one of those things that you think like, well, that was way off. Yeah. How long you been doing this? What are you just practicing? So it, it was one of those, yeah, one of those moments that you just kind of like tilt your head. I, I know that when, when she came out, I looked down at her and the doctor looked down at her and we were both just kind of staring at her. And because we were both expecting this ginormous baby and, you know, her head was big. But so when her head's coming out, you're thinking, okay, maybe you're going to get a big baby. You know, you don't quite know yet. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out and we're looking at her and, you know, nurses are pounding because she was my one that had the cord wrapped around the neck twice. But they, um, that was not what we expected. I mean, it was a shock. I was expecting, you know, a toddler to come out. I didn't, you know, <laughs> it was going to be this itty bitty little baby. And yeah, she was little. So that was kind of funny. But yeah, so... That being said, um, you know, there are advantages. Don't panic if your birth mother is is going to have a C-section. Mm. I know some people get really nervous. Don't panic. You're going to be in good hands, even though they're practicing medicine. <laughs> They've got this part um, down. They've got this part down. These are really common. They're scheduled. Mm. Um, you know, as an adoption agency, I would say, you know, our biggest hurdle with C-sections are reminding the birth mothers as we're driving them to the hospital that, no, we cannot stop at a fast food place on the way because you cannot eat prior. And that has been a struggle sometimes because when you're pregnant, speaking from experience, you want to eat. And Mm -hmm. if you know that you're not going to be able to eat for, you know, an extended period of time, that doesn't make a pregnant woman happy. Right. And sometimes, you know, uh, I had a situation once where a birth mother was driving, I'm sorry, a case manager was driving a birth mother and she had called me uh, and said, I'm so sorry. I couldn't not take her to Sonic. And I said, you cannot take her on the way to have her deliver by C-section. You can't do that. And she said, she was going to get out of the car. Like I had no choice and, and I thought that's okay. And, and you know what I mean? So for right. a caseworker, thinking, oh my gosh, I can't have a pregnant woman jumping out of my car. Like, I guess we'll just sit at the hospital and want to wait longer for them to, you know, actually perform the surgery. So anyway, that was so one of. What are the effects of, because I don't know, I've never been through any of this, but what are the effects of say going to Sonic right before, do they have you to. Can't. Right, because you they don't want you to aspirate or anything like that. They, they want your stomach to be empty in right. case they do have to put you out. Like if, if something isn't going well during your surgery and they actually put you to sleep rather than you staying awake, they want to make sure that you can are breathe okay. the whole and time. They, right. So in any surgery, when you're put out, they don't want you to eat prior. And like I said, when you're pregnant, food is a really big deal. 
I knew another couple that the wife wanted a, a chocolate a piece of chocolate cake from Cracker Barrel and she sent out her significant other to go and get one and they were out. And so uh, she actually had, he actually had the store manager write a note to his pregnant uh, significant other saying that they were out of cake because he was afraid to go back and not have the piece of cake. So he had a handwritten note from the manager to give to her. <laughs> just to so, you know, food is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not something that should be taken lightly. Uh, so, yeah. So that's one thing. So um, anyway, uh, that being said, yeah, the only issues we've ever had really are trying to convince a birth mother that you cannot eat prior to going to the right. hospital. So there's lots of positives in having a C-section if that is the way that the doctor feels is best and safest for both mom and baby. And know that you will be in good hands. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.